You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, Powerful Manifester, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I'm Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. This is my 15th year, and you know my mantra is more in 2024. Don't you just love that? Well, uh, I hope you're having a good day, good evening, a good morning. Whatever time you are listening to the show, it is the right time. I don't know where you where you are, but it has been C-O-L-D in the A-T-L. And really across the U.S., but guess what? I'm still radically grateful. <clears throat> Thank all of you for your emails. I want you to email me at constanceatfulfillingyourpurpose.com. Let me know uh, what your goals are for 2024, uh, more in 2024. Uh, let me know what some of your manifestations have been. I would love to hear from you. And I would love to have you, if you're a listener and you might say, Constance, I, I manifested so much in uh, 2023, email me and I would love to have you on the show so that other people can be inspired, uh, you know, become hopeful and increase their faith. Got a great show for you. Uh, anybody ever had a dream and then you woke up and you were like, what does that dream mean? Or what about um, you had a big problem or you were trying to find a solution to something and you said a prayer and you said, God, show me what to do. Well, my ver uh, guest today is Dr. Michael Lennox, and he's going to be talking about manifesting your desired reality with dream work. That sounds so interesting, right? Well, I want to... Uh, make sure you follow me on social media. Visit my YouTube channel where you can watch the show in video, uh, which is just Constance Arnold. Subscribe, like, share with other folk on TikTok and on Instagram. I'm having fun on TikTok, y'all. On TikTok and Instagram, it's Law of Attraction Constance. And on Facebook, it's Coach with Constance. And during the week, you could get like a shot. You know how you could take a ginger shot? Those things are so strong when you take them. But they work, y'all. Or, or sometimes they have this green shot that, that they give you. It's a mixture of turmeric, ginger, and some other stuff. Boy, you take that in the juice store and, and it wakes you up. <laughs> 
And so during the week, it gives you real inspiration and real motivation and keeps you inspired. And we all need that, right? Well, somebody else sent me an email and wanted to know how was I coming along with with uh, not having Angel and having to put Angel to sleep. And I can say I am doing well. I've, I, I felt my feelings. I'm still feeling my feelings. Uh, I, I have my moments. But I am radically grateful for the time that I had with her. And somebody said, are you going to get another dog? I'm like, no way, not for a while. All of my listeners on the West Coast, guess what? I'm coming to you this year with my Know Your Value Part 2 or Level 2 retreat and seminar. I'm going to give you those dates. And of course, I'm going to have my Know Your Value Level 2 here in Atlanta at Eagles Landing Country Club. I'm so excited about that. And over the next couple, next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing an online manifestation. How can you manifest more in 2024? <clears throat> so you guys email me, what do you feel like is the best day? Because I'm trying to really include my international listeners. Uh, you know, just make making sure that they can come on live. I remember once I uh, I was doing a manifestation virtual and I had some folk from Australia and they had to get up at like 5 and 6 a.m. So I'm really trying to accommodate all of those. And if you are, so so those are my seminars. So West Coast, get ready for me. A and uh, East Coast, I'm going to be back at Eagles Landing Country Love club, not love. Uh, that must mean somebody going to bring love into their lives this year. <laughs> Open up yourself and, and receive it. And then lastly, uh, if you are ready for change, while wow, my coaching clients, they are bawling. Oh my goodness. I tell you, I said, God, I think you gave me these coaches, uh, these clients to keep me inspired. So, you know, I'm a coach that really merges spirituality, uh, my 30 years experience as a therapist, and the law of attraction. And uh, wow, th these are some things that have been manifesting in my clients' lives that they have allowed me to share with you. We know material things aren't everything but new cars, new jobs new consulting positions, relocations, love. Um, some people are getting married, uh, 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 purchasing large commercial product, uh, large, slow down, concept, large commercial properties. And I think what might be most important is healing their soul, a release and forgiveness that they've held on to for years, just in a place of peace, love, prosperity. So if you're looking for a master, if you're looking for a, a seasoned woman uh, who can take you to where you desire to be, let's do a discovery call. And if we, if we do a call, I'm not trying to sell you nothing. I'm not trying to make you purchase anything. It's simply for me to tune in, to listen, to see who you are and where you are 
and see if we are vibrational match. Okay, email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Everybody, let's take a deep breath in. Let it out. And we'll be right back. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and I'm really excited. And I know what you're saying, Constance, you're always excited. But that's a good thing, right? It's the beginning of the year. And, you know, whoever I have on in January, I feel like they are are sent to me by the spirit to help you. So I want you to open up your heart and open up your spirit. We have a baller in the house today, all the way from California. California. Here I am, Cole in the ATL, and he's in California. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Michael Lennox. And so uh, he is quite awesome. He is a psychologist, astrologer, and he's an expert in dream and dream interpretation. Sounds interesting, right? He teaches classes of self-investigation for a worldwide audience and is the host of the weekly podcast, Conscious Embodiment, uh, Astrology and Dreams. He's an author. We're going to let him tell us a little bit more about his book. He's a sought out the expert globally all over the world, has been on so many TV shows that we don't have time to talk about them, but some of them have been He's been on the Wayne Brady show. I like Wayne uh, Brady and so many others. And today we're going to be talking about how to manifest your desires, your desired reality with dream work. Oh, my interest. Oh, oh my goodness. It sounds so interesting. So, Dr. Michael, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. I am so happy to be here. Your energy is awesome, honey. Thank (laughs) you. It's who I am. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about you because I got so many questions for you. As a matter of fact, some of my listeners globally sent me in some questions around manifestation. And so we're going to have fun while we're learning. Well, I've been on this path since I was a kid. I first got interested in dreams and dream interpretation as a teenager. The book Freud's Interpretation of Dreams showed up on my mother's bookshelf because she was getting a master's in social work, and I read it. I don't know what I got about Freud at 15, but Mm -hmm. I certainly understood that something that I was already fascinated by and devoted to exploring my dreams was something that could be looked at and analyzed, interpreted for value. So when I was in the halls of high school and kids would say, I had a crazy dream last night, I just said, tell me what you dream. Let's talk about it. And I found that I indeed had things to say from an intuitive place that people responded to. And in some ways, I just followed those breadcrumbs through my life. And by the time I was an adult living in California, I was doing workshops on dreams and dream interpretation by the time I was like 28, 29 years old. At some point, I discovered astrology and I began to learn that. And I found with astrology, it was like... um, not so much that I was learning something new, 
but that I was remembering something that my soul already had. So that was powerful. Meanwhile, I was working in the entertainment industry on the executive side of things, doing a kind of regular life. And it was right in the middle, right around 39, 40, that I just went through the crisis of midlife and said, I got to get away from that. I need to serve people. I need to help people. And I knew I needed to learn more about how people work to help them. So that's why I decided to go to grad school, become a psychologist, get a master's and a doctorate in psychology. And that's what sort of put it all together for me and uh, led me to the life where I, I, I help people now, both at an individual level and a collective level through my teaching, through classes and through sessions and all the stuff that I do. Well, well, I tell you what, I'm surprised you didn't have on your red robe, but uh, you guys have to check him out on YouTube about that. But we're going to be talking about uh, how to manifest your desired reality through dream work. And a lot of stuff came back to me about some of my dreams. So let's just go ahead and get started, uh, Doc. So, you know, it's the beginning of the year and everybody's like, I want to manifest this. I want to manifest that. So talk a little bit about manifestation, how it works, how it starts, our conscious and subconscious mind. Well, you nailed it that we have to be aware of our conscious and subconscious mind when we're considering manifestation. And I think that distinction is missing a little bit in how a lot of people talk about how manifestation works. So let's just start with the basic fundamentals of okay. you have to have an idea first. Like you have to have an idea of knowing what you desire. Like even if you were like going to make something and design a piece of furniture, you'd have to know what you were going to make before you started to make it. You have to have the idea in mind. And then we're taught that in a meditative way almost, that if you hold the idea in your mind as I have a desire, and then fill your body with the emotional sense that you already have it, you speak of it in affirmative terms and you feel the feelings about how delicious it would be to receive that thing, and the idea is that that thing will come to you. And that's accurate. That's happening passively. That's how we create things when we're making stuff. Um, but it also can be amplified and focused on in a deliberate way. And we're taught that out there. The challenge with all of this is we're doing all of this with our conscious awareness where we're all yes. We're all gung-ho. I want this thing. But... The idea that you can have anything you want, that is a nonsense. First of all, you can't have something that you don't have the capacity or talent to make. You can't attract something to you that you desire if in your heart and under the surface of your conscious awareness, you don't feel deserving. And this is where a lot of people get lost. They're like, I feel rich. I feel rich. I feel rich. But in this, sir, underneath the surface, they're like, that's not true. I feel poor and unworthy. But we're not conscious of those thoughts, but we have to find a way to work with them. I'm guessing you've dealt with the idea of manifestation a lot in your world. I, I have. I have. And that subconscious is powerful. Oh, yeah. And, and and people are oblivious to it. So a lot of people write down that stuff at the beginning of the year right. and they're frustrated and they are, why isn't this happening? And God, I prayed and it ain't happened yet. That's and right. it's not God or spirit. 
it's, no, it's, it's our bodies that have to receive and move and flow. And the, unco- you know, one of the things I love about astrology, Constance, is it gives us a beautiful model between the size and scope of our conscious awareness, which we think is everything, and the mm-hmm. unconscious mind. So conscious awareness is the sun burning bright forever in the sky, immovable in our view of it. So that's why we think our conscious awareness is all that. Meanwhile, in astrology, the moon is the is the avatar for the unconscious. And you know what she's saying up there? She's saying, oh, I see you burning brightly, son, but I've got the unconscious. And you want to know how big that is? All of outer space. Wow. That's how vast that territory is. Now, when I use the word unconscious, I'm also talking about the universal mind where we connect to God, to spirit, to inspiration and creativity, right? Not just the psychological unconscious, Mm -hmm. but you're right. It's vast and it's where all of the motor is that drives us. So in order to manifest your desires, with your conscious awareness, keeping focused on the prize, you've got to do something that addresses what might be below the surface in where you're saying no to the thing you desire. And that's where dream work comes in. Well, you know, when I was reading over some of the questions I was going to ask you, so dreams give us a direct access to our subconscious where all our fears and all that stuff is expound on that for listeners or if you're watching that sure in the world of psychology when when we first started sitting down with people and asking them to share dreams this was with freud and later by jung so we're going back a little bit of okay uh, ways what Freud discovered that we all now know sort of, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows what the unconscious is, but when he came along, it had just, it was the realm only of the medical psychology, psychiatry world. But what he discovered was that when people with challenges randomly just allowed themselves to talk, and that included describing dreams, he was able to see that people were revealing stuff that they didn't know they were revealing, things from below the surface, right? So that was the first time the human you know, organism had the experience of understanding that the unconscious is there, it's accessible through sort of sideways ways, and Freud recognized dreams as being sort of access to that. Certainly, this will drive this point home. Not everybody's avidly remembering their dreams, but everybody knows what a nightmare is. Yeah. We tend to remember our nightmares quite readily. I believe the world of psychology believes that that's by design. Life is terrifying and stressful. And all we're doing every day, all day is like trying to manage it and survive and get some joy and peace along the way. The visit to those scary nightmare dreamscapes where we are terrified or being chased or drowning or or going through all kinds of really scary stuff is like practicing all of the difficulty of being human beings so that we can wake up the next day ready to face life on life's terms. And I think if we didn't do that, we would not function as well. And so that's why so many of the dreams that we remember are terrifying in nature because we are visiting realms that are active right now as you and I are speaking, only they are unconscious to us. And by visiting them, 
we sort of let off a little psychotic, psychotic, psychological steam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe psychotic steam as mm-hmm, well, right? Maybe. We, one of the things that is so important for human beings is to like be seen and gotten. Like I, I, I use this example, the eight-year-old child wanting the mommy to watch him do something. Mom, watch, I'm, I'm doing a somersault, <laughs> right? That's like our fears. Our fears just need us to see them for a moment because in our waking life, we're shoving them down, pretending they're not there. So when we visit them in our dreamscape, it's like those inner parts of us that need a little attention and breathing room get to have that so that we wake up ready to process life and do it all over again. Well, you know, when I was preparing for this, one thing that came to my mind was something that happened to me 30 years ago <clears throat> where I I I, I had um, leased a car and you know, you know when you lease it up you turn it in. Right. And so I was like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" And 30 years ago I'm like, "I don't have the money for a new car." And so the the uh, dealer said, "Well, Constance, we got this guy who wants to get out of his lease." And so I went and met the guy and he said, okay, I'm going to let you take over this lease, Constance. He said, I like you. I like the work you're doing. And he said, but you need X number of dollars. And Dr. Mm -hmm. Micah, I just didn't have it. And I remember going to bed that night and I, I prayed. I said, God, Give me the answer in my dreams. I was so nervous, so anxious. How am I going to get around? So when I woke up the next morning, what the first thing that popped in my mind was promissory note. I mean, back then, I I don't even know if I knew what a promissory note was. (laughs) I went back and met the guy the next day and I said, would you be open to taking a promissory note? He said, no problem. He didn't blink. He didn't. Right. I was so anxious about it. Is that an example of how we tap into our, because I'm I'm like, how is this going to happen, et cetera? I call what you just described petitioning your dreams. That's my phrase Mm. for it. There's other ways to describe it. Um, And this is literally what we want to add to the manifestation process. So you had a problem. You asked your dream self, your higher self, however you did it. You probably did Mm -hmm. it in a way that you would use the word prayer, right? I use that word too. That's That's my word for you know, what we're doing when we're using our voice to connect to spirit, right? So you had a prayer, bring a dream, help me solve the problem. And man, what a great example of that. Because I was too anxious and too fearful. That's right. To in my conscious mind, That's right. even figure out an answer. But your unconscious knew the solution from what we would call either universal mind or the collective, where you, Constance, in your pedestrian self, wouldn't know what a promissory note was, but there's a part of you that does, because in that vast place of the unconscious, there's only one of us here. (laughs) We're all connected. (laughs) So that's another thing that happens in the dream state, is we go into a place where the rational mind that says we're separate and disconnected is asleep. So you go into the Mm. dream state, your conscious mind said, I need this info. And then you go someplace where this separator is resting and you get to connect with a part of you that knows promissory note. 
So there are lots of stories about how that works, but you've given us a perfect one. So right? so you, so give give us another one. Okay. So I had a client mm-hmm. who was having a relationship experience that she was feeling very ambivalent about right? That she was meeting somebody new. She sort of liked what she was experiencing, but wasn't quite sure. Things felt a little off. So we were encouraging her to petition her dreams. Hey, dreams, let me, give me some information about whether I should continue dating this man. So the dream that came was that she was at a party of some kind and that as the dream was unfolding, she was recognizing, oh, this is an anniversary party. And that her partner was not in the room. And then it became clear that her partner wasn't behaving well, that she was a little bothered by him at this anniversary party. And I even think there might have been a distinction that she knew she was ending the marriage, but nobody else knew. And then when the partner came into the space, it was her father. Mm. So she was suddenly clear that daddy issues, father issues, things that caused earlier relationships to be coming more from wound than healing was back. That there was enough in this relationship that was triggering the old stuff for her to know this is reflective of an old paradigm that I am healing and being done with. That's why I knew and felt that maybe this relationship should end, but the dream confirmed it, right? And all, I, all she did was ask. Wow, I, I love that. So for listeners who at the beginning of the year, yes. like you so eloquently and profoundly shared about the conscious and subconscious, how can they marry? How can they use dream work with manifestation? What would that look like? What that looks like is adding two processes together. One is the manifestation process where if you don't know what you want, how can you attract it? So you've got to be clear in your mind about the thing that you desire. And then that idea of pumping up your emotional body with a feeling, you know, feelings are like fertilizer. The the idea is the planted seed. It's going to grow. And then the feeling sense, ooh, it wouldn't have feel, I can't, I feel wonderful in my new soulmate relationship. I feel so loved and cared for. That act of generating the feeling, that's the water and the nitrogen to fertilize. Okay, so what we would do to add the unconscious visit to where the resistance is, is we would do what you just described and what I just described. You take the idea of the thing you want to, attract and you ask your dream self at night every night maybe even okay send me a dream that helps me understand that which i don't know or cannot know that's in my unconscious that be important to know about this desire and then you have to trust the dreams that come that's a piece of this we've just told two stories where this happened and it was clear as a bell it's not always going to be clear as a bell, right. but the unconscious knows what it's doing. And there's a phrase I like that uh, I've heard many years in spiritual communities that every prayer is answered. So that if you ask your dreams to give you something to reveal unconscious material around a desire, 
you have to trust that your unconscious has responded even if you wake up the next morning having remembered no dreams. I believe that the unconscious is always operating and always operating in our favor, ultimately, um, so that even if a clear and precise dream doesn't come, just the act of routinely saying, hey, unconscious, help me out, give a guy a break, show me what's under the hood is <laughs> valuable and helpful. And so might that show up in the form of sometimes I've done that and then I might have been out shopping and then an idea would come to me. So so would uh, uh, something be downloaded, intuition? Could it show up like that for folks? I have had so many experiences, both in my own process and teaching people to respect the unconscious mm. in this way, that it will, in fact, deliver insight in the way that you just described but you have to be engaged with it in a certain way right so i'm describing this as like something like if i do a then b happens and then c happens i get the information i petition the dream i have the dream i'm clear you're talking about how it really might work right that you do this engagement with yourself and then you're shopping on a tuesday and an idea hits my presupposition around this is, is that if you are someone who is routinely engaging in paying attention to your dreams, even just writing them down so you remember them more, maybe sharing them with people that you love in community, just that makes you more likely in your waking life to be so in the groove that you could be shopping on a Tuesday and get a download. But you got to be engaged in order for you to receive such insight. So what about folks who say, well, you know, I had a dream, but I can't interpret it. I don't know what this means. You know, I have a problem with this, Constance, because <laughs> my belief is, is that dreams don't need to be interpreted. They want to be mm. held by us. They want to be witnessed. They want to be shared. I think the best thing you can do to respond to a dream is to be creative, like draw it or write a poem about it. Like to be very engaged with your dreams, I think is rich and beautiful. But this idea that in order for you to gain from that richness and beauty, that you have to rationally know what it means, you don't. The process is human. It's installed in our bodies and it's happening every night without our help. We're wiser on a Tuesday than we were on a Monday because of the dream process. Now, if I interpret a dream for somebody and they hear what I say and they go, wow, that was so fascinating. It feels so right. They might mistakenly believe that that's the only way to successfully interpret a dream. Mm -hmm. And that that would be unfortunate because I can't be everywhere all at once. And I'm not for everybody. Right. And dreams are sacred. They belong to the person. And no one has any business interpreting a dream except that I have a God given gift. And the people who come to me are being driven by their soul to hear what I have to say. I love that. So so do you feel that the universe is always answering and saying yes? So if somebody, you know, said, well, you know, I did what you guys said. I, I heard nothing. I ain't felt nothing. What would you say to that listener? Well, I would say that 
the nothing that you heard may be your perception, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing being offered. Mm. And the person who can hear the call of the unconscious or the universal mind or the still small voice, whatever you want to call it, the person who hears it most easily is the one who's engaged in daytime practices that nurture a quiet mind and an open receptive heart, like meditation, prayer, rumination, dream interpretation or dream recording, right? The person who thinks about their dreams. I'm not talking about getting them interpreted by Dr. Michael Lennox, but just someone who's <laughs> thinking about their dreams, I believe is having a richer conversation between their conscious mind and their unconscious awareness. And when you're doing that, it's like a muscle that helps you be shopping on a Tuesday and get a download of inspiration because on a Monday you asked. So good. So so our fears and our doubts, okay, we write out, we decide yeah. what we want, we have an idea. So when we when we dream, does that bypass our fears and doubts or what does that look like? Well, I think I think the idea would be that it, it's the opposite of bypassing the fears and doubts. It's actually like going for a swim in them. Oh, oh I like that. We're so uncomfortable with things like vulnerability, failure, um, making mistakes in visible ways. All of the things that make us juicier, richer human beings, <laughs> we're, we're afraid of. Right. And so we do have to be, you know, sort of willing to, you know, to embrace those uncomfortable feelings. And so um, so I get why when we're awake, nobody wants to visit the basement. That's where in the horror movie someone gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> but we must we must in order to experience what I call the top of the wheel. Top of the wheel being success, manifestation achieved, soulmate arrived, new job created. You have to experience the bottom of the wheel. You have to experience all of the yuck, right? So a dream might come like, okay, so what's the manifestation desire, a soulmate or a job? You might petition the dream and not necessarily make sense about what the content of the dream is or what it means. But I do believe that if we are saying, I want this thing and help me see the bottom of the wheel, we're going to get the right consciousness to balance the manifestation desires. You know, and then, you know, the, the sort of the real tricky thing to say is not everything's for you, hmm. even something you desire. And most manifestation like teachers out there will tell you something that's not true. They'll tell you that you can have anything. And that just, again, that's not accurate, including the whole thing about timing. What if it's, I want a soulmate, but the energy of your life and timing is that that's not coming for three years. And we don't mm -hmm. know that. And then we're miserable because we think we're failing. And so we want to also have a, a loose grasp I'm on the things there. we desire. I, I love that. I heard somebody said, just wear your dreams lightly. Yes. Like a coat, you know, that you can just. Yes. You could shuck it off or draw it more. I like to say you grab your desires with an open hand. Oh, 
right? So they're flexible. They can change. They can be fluid. And you can more gracefully accept the, the no's or the perceived failures and not be so derailed by the not getting that thing that I desire. I mean, this is frustrating. I understand. We all want what we want. <laughs> so, you know, so when people say be happy now, so somebody who's listening, oh, this is my fourth year and I've been, you know, looking for love and hadn't happened yet. What what would you say to them? You know, and I don't want to hear nothing about be happy now, be grateful, be joyful now because I want a relationship. Oh, God. God, stints. Well, I mean, because people do. I mean, I've had that experience, mm -hmm. right? So it's not I'm I'm turning red and laughing because the uh, 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 at the end of the day, um, you know, life on life's terms is hard, but it's what is true and accurate. Like you can't I like to say you can't argue with the body. And the body is in time in the now moment. You know, our minds can go into tomorrow. Where's my soulmate or into the past? Oh, I don't have my soulmate anymore. Um, but the body is in the present moment always. The mind will tell that person things are not right because I'm alone. Mm -hmm. But that's the mind going into tomorrow. Conversely, they might say things are not right because I've been lonely and therefore, I must be lonely today, right? So the mind will cause the suffering because of yesterday and tomorrow. The body is in today where there's nothing missing. Yes, it would be nice to have a bed mate and a sex mate and a life mate. But there's nothing really missing. The only way we don't know that is we're thinking about tomorrow and yesterday. Hmm. So that person needs to practice gratitude. That person needs to start looking around at what they have and understand that the manifestation desire needs to be added on top of that which already is. And if you're saying that that which already is is limited, empty, soulmate-less, and therefore bad, how could the universe plant a seed of a soulmate into that soil? It's bad soil. But if the soil is, all is well, I'm grateful for the connections I have, I look in the mirror, I like what I see, I live in a place where I feel safe, and I wish to add to that a person to share my light with. You know, there's a there's a way in which someone might be encouraged in soulmate attracting to do a kind of rumination, marination of like, I am the vibration of pure love and I attract all love to me. Now that's beautiful. But if in your pedestrian moment, you're like, <laughs> this sucks, I don't have my soulmate. Let me practice how I'm the pure vibration of love. It's like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're the vibration of frustration, bother, loneliness, sadness, and resentment and anger at the world. So maybe an inventory, a written inventory about all the anger, all the frustration, because we don't want to pretend that we're not having those thoughts and feelings. We want to honor them, not dismiss them. I'm angry, I'm angry, mad at God, mad at the universe. And maybe you 
burn that list and transmute those thoughts. And then over here, you do a practice of gratitude for all of the stuff that's present in your life so that you build that muscle so that your perception of your life isn't that things suck, but that things are wonderful and we want to add more. You're so articulate. Some of the stuff that you're saying, yeah. you know, like adding the manifestation on top of what you do Thank have. You. Thank you. Wow. So talk about lucid dreaming techniques mm. and benefits. I'm like, what is lucid dreaming? Break it down. Yeah. For, for my listeners. So at the very sort of simplest level, lucid dreaming is just becoming aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. I've never heard anybody who didn't have this experience at least once in their life where they're just having a dream and in the dream, they're like, huh, I think I'm dreaming. That's lucidity within the dream state. Okay. Okay. Now, this can be generated or increased or encouraged and one might ask, well, why would anybody want to increase that? I will tell you that I personally have had minimal lucid dreams and I have never chased them in the way that I'm going to talk about how you can. Just because I just wasn't moved to. It just didn't grab me, right? So not, nothing, nothing more than that. But I will tell you, Constance, I have had two lucid dream experiences in my life that blew my human mind. And one of them was just a simple dream of me sitting on my couch in my last home, a little one-bedroom apartment, where I was sitting on the couch, and I was as alert as I am right now, fully present and accounted for, but asleep. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm sleeping, I'm in my bedroom that's right there. This is a dream and it's just like being, it blew my mind. Then I had another one a few years later where it was the same kind of presence, like alive and awake presence. This dream had like a sepia tone where everything mm -hmm. was a little brown and faded and pretty. And the dream was me walking up to a picnic bench where there were five other men sitting at the picnic bench. And I was like, you know, we're all dreaming, right? And they were like, <laughs> oh yeah, yep. We're, we're all having a dream and it, it's amazing, right? And that was it. So those two experiences, Constance, which what I would call the top of the wheel of lucid dreams, where it's that lucid. Now I understood why people would chase that experience. One form of lucidity that some people have is the ability to return to a dream. They wake up, they're having had a lovely dream. And they're like, I think I'm going to go back to that dream. And they put their head on the pillow and lo and behold, they can go back into that dream state. So these are all some of the fun things that can happen in lucid dreaming. Now, again, I haven't chased this, but I've certainly devoted my own life to lots of spiritual practices mm -hmm. to increase my ability to co-create with spirit, right? So um, the reason I think this is valuable would be, it's like a muscle, I've talked about this today, the muscle of connecting to guidance, flow, spirit, and energy helps us do that in our waking life. And the person who's practicing lucidity in dreams is more likely to have a graceful experience of energy in their waking life. And there are, there are ways to encourage this to happen. So what do you think about all of the talk now about getting in that theta state just when you wake up in the morning and just before you go to bed at night? 
What's your take on that, Dr. It's Michael? State. It's powerfully creative. In the dream world, we call it the hypnagogic state, sort of halfway between sleeping and wakefulness. And it's incredibly powerful. I throw a little sort of spiritual woo-woo spit on it um, in, in, in that I believe that because we're all connected um, and that we feel and operate in that connection when we're in the sleep state, when we're in, the, in between, we are able to be with both states. So this theta wave state that people talk about, about generating being in the flow, that is an absolute bona fide practice. And while I haven't responded to that as a teaching, like, uh, but I'm 60 years old, honey. I've been up to this for decades. I live in flow. I didn't do it that way. And what the flow state is, is a state where the mind is clear enough of lower thoughts that you're not just passively thinking every angry thought and difficult thought, but that your mind is clear, that your feelings aren't coming from wounded places. And honey, I was raised by wolves. Like I had a lot of healing to do. It was not safe in my childhood home, right? So that has to be cleaned and cleared out. You can't be in the the groove of flow if your emotional unconscious is busy feeling wounded because you were raised very badly. So the devotion to cleaning up the past has to be there. The devotion to having a clean, clear mind that is aware of what you're thinking and most people are not. I think if you engage in any meditative prayerful activities, the net result is going to be living in this flow state. And because we live in a modern world and there's technology and science has shown a lot about frequency, uh, vibration, and states like theta wave states, I think that there are ways that the kids might be talking <laughs> about generating this flow that is newer, like being aware of theta states. But yeah, I it's to me, it doesn't matter how you practice it. The muscle of being in flow is huge because I'm older and because I'm a psychologist. For me, it's about healing the wounds, clearing the mind, and then allowing co-creation from spirit. Um, but Lucid dreaming and focusing on that can be an incredible way to deepen that muscle of understanding that your perception needs to be with the universal mind, not the human complaining mind. You're so smart, Dr. Michael, I tell you. And you just break it all the way down so that people can get a clear understanding. So talk about setting intentions and using affirmations in our dreams, what would that look like? Well, I think, I mean, that's sort of what we've, we've, we've sort mm -hmm. of already covered this. It would be about doing the manifestation work, however you're attracted to doing that or teaching it, but that you incorporate along with that some kind of dream petitioning. One of the things that I do sometimes teach um, about working with the unconscious is that you don't always have to know specifically what's down there that you're trying to clear out because it's unconscious. So I encourage people, so you talk about affirmations, I encourage people to you know, use prayer and affirmations sort of like this. It's like, in the pursuit of this desired manifestation, I want to know everything that's knowable, known and unknown, conscious and unconscious, 
that can be cleared to help make way for this desire to come manifested into form. It's that conscious and unconscious, known and unknown, I think, that deepens the efficacy of the words we use. You know, and then if you add that to a dream petitioning language, so you now it's nighttime, you're prepared for bed, and you're saying this prayer. Let me know everything that's knowable and unknowable, conscious and unconscious, that would inhibit my ability to attract this manifested desire. And if you bring it in a dream and make it clear, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, I, I just love that. You mentioned you mentioned a couple of times about we're not separate and we're all one. So when we're doing our dream work, are we more aware of I'm not separate from spirit and not separate yeah. from God. Expound yeah, on that. Yeah, I mean, I believe that the experiences that happen in the dream state are absolutely reflective of our oneness. For an example, let's talk about visitation dreams. Okay. Someone passes away. It is not uncommon for someone who is grieving and has lost a person who's passed away to have a dream experience of them coming and visiting. So those dream experiences feel very different than chaotic dreaming. Those dream experiences are singular in nature, like one setting, maybe it's even in the room you're sleeping in and the person arrives and there's a conveyance of love or all is well. This experience is ubiquitous enough that many people have had it. Well, talk about availability to something that is more about connection, right? The I think it's evidence that we are all one and that we are connected, that we can go to a place where we should be visited by people who are no longer in their bodies. Now, I believe that this connection is available while we are awake, but when we're asleep, the part of our perception that limits our ability to be in that multidimensional perception is also asleep. So grandma's free to visit because our mind isn't there saying, well, grandma's dead, she can't come here. Because where we are in dreams is in that state where grandma and us are still connected, where all of us are one. And again, when we operate in our waking lives that we know that that is so, I think we have better lives. Right. If we are moving around the world, mistreating other people because we're a little bothered, that is not operating as if we're all one. <laughs> you know, you know, I just love that. You know, there's um, a verse in the Bible that says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And so sometimes mm -hmm. in my own personal life, I'll just call out my, you know, my mama, my daddy, my granddaddy. My grandfather, my grandmother, and I'll say, I know you guys are watching and cheering That's me on. Right. And I just open myself up to receive the power and any wisdom and knowledge that y'all want to drop down into my life. I that do that. can only happen if we are connected. So true. That's, I tell you, you know, I, I'm always very prayerful about who I have come on. And so, you know, I get so many requests because I've been a host for so long. But when I saw your media kit, I said, now this guy, this guy right here, I'm just going to tell you what I said. And then I went and I watched you on YouTube. I'm like, he's funny. 
but he's informative, he's entertaining, but he has such profound wisdom. He knows how to break it down. He knows how to break down what might be perceived as difficult techniques. I said he merges techniques with spirituality. I'm like, that's my guy right there. And I tell you, you have shown up today with that and, and you're just amazing. Well, tell listeners, I, I've been on your website too, and you have so many yeah. upcoming interesting things coming in 2024 tell listeners how they can find those what are some of your upcoming events where can we yes. purchase your book yay um michaellennox.com is the website and it's certainly the central hub to figure out where else mm -hmm. i am sort of showing up i do do daily videos on social media platforms tiktok instagram facebook and youtube all of which you can find links to on the website where I do my red robe astrology videos. That's what she was talking about earlier, kids, because it's four or five in the morning. I'm wearing my bathrobe because otherwise I'd be naked. And I do a two minute video about the day's uh, astrology. Um, I have a daily subscription where I describe the astrology energy in very great detail that comes out in email or text that's on the website. I teach classes in process and integration and shadow work. Um, I'm not sure what's coming up next. I think it's a class. I, I, I saw one. Um, okay. I saw one on unforgiveness or yes i have a class on radical forgiveness yeah radical forgiveness class, teaching mm -hmm. people how to move through anger first then the grief you know and move towards forgiveness i use uh i have a whole series of classes where we do self-investigation and shadow work using myths and fairy tales as the kind of theme templates um I have the weekly podcast on astrology and dreams. I have a monthly gathering where I talk about astrology. There's a lot. And michaelenix.com is where to find it. And yes, Psychic Dreamer is the new book that just came out on January 8th, which is why we're talking, because I've written a book about all of these mystical dream experiences that human beings share. So there's a chapter on shared dreams, precognitive dreams, uh, lucid dreaming, you, you, you name it. It's in there and it's everywhere that books are sold and it's available now. Well, you know, what I love about you is your energy. You, you're still passionate. Sometimes when people have been doing something for a long time, it's sort of robotical. Yeah. But, I, but I can tell that you, you, you're still excited. You're passionate. You're, you're energized. You're, you're happy. And uh, I feel that all the way here in Atlanta. And I am so grateful that we connected. Me too, Constance. This has been an utter joy. So everybody go to his website and you need to get his book. He has all kinds of interesting, uh, what am I going to call them? Uh, seminars? What are they called? Yeah, sure. Workshops. Classes, workshops, yeah. workshops coming up in 2024. And as you see, he knows how to really break it down. So this is one thing I want to ask you. So if somebody has a dream, uh, and they said, well, you know, I'm going to reach out to Dr. Michael. Do you do dream interpretation? I don't know if you do that you know, or not. The, uh, the podcast, although we get a lot of requests and we only do one mm -hmm. dream a week, but the podcast is a place where I will interpret a dream for free. You just have to send it in to dreams at michaellennox.com and my producer will cycle through them. Um, I have a weekly, not weekly, sorry, monthly uh, <laughs> event called a dream circle where I gather a small, intimate group of people. There's never any more than nine or 10 people. 
and everybody shares a dream and we do an ongoing dream interpretation for the group experience. And that's information about that is at the website as well. I'm so glad we connected you. Are you going to be on my gratitude list tonight? Oh, you, you know, yeah. you're very powerful and everybody, like I said, visit his website. And, uh, you know, I think my new mantra for 2024 is more in 2024. Enjoy your week, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Michael, again. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.